What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. And this is the hundred and something, but more importantly, the return of the Nightly Morning Show. Because we got Nerdy Nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Yeah. That is right. Welcome back to the long-awaited, I hope, <laughs> long-awaited for us, return of the Nightly Morning Show, our show mm-hmm. where we just talk about the news, we talk about ourselves, we talk about the world, and I start off by asking the big question of the week. Clarus, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. It's, it's like, it's, it's a Monday. It's like, kind of, oh no, it's actually sunny outside today. Um, <laughs> it's winter. We're back in lockdown, so I'm getting, like, uh, OG morning show vibes Mm -hmm. from that. But it's nice to be back. Yeah, it's funny. When we first started the morning show, it was because we had just moved to Toronto, Mm -hmm. and we literally could not go outside. We were, like, locked inside. Yeah. And we were in full lockdown, and we were like, well, if we're going to be here every day, we might as well do a morning show where we, like just talk about stuff we want to talk about and we the first hundred for those of you who might be new to this the first hundred episodes we did Mm -hmm. we did as um monday through friday every morning yeah five days a week we did a hundred of those yeah we didn't miss a single one including the dmv episode and so (laughs) so now it's it's good to be back uh once a week we're gonna be back monday mornings talking about everything going on in the world mm-hmm. you ready to get into it hell yeah unfortunately today we do have to start with some uh i want i want to get this out of the way first mm-hmm. not out of the way but i do want to talk about this first i want to acknowledge the passing of uh some really some celebrated legends within the entertainment community mm-hmm. uh since we last were together we uh, lost some very, very important people to the world of entertainment. And uh, first of all, right before the new year, we lost Betty White, mm-hmm. the incredible um, 99-year-old entertainment professional, yeah. the absolute boss of entertainment. And, um, you know, just weeks before her 100th birthday, I think that there was a lot of people hoping she would get to that 100. I think that was yeah. going to be like a group celebration yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um have you ever have you been were you a golden girls watcher no really have you ever seen betty white in anything no really <laughs> yeah that's kind of amazing yeah but I, honestly no i feel like that's gonna be no. true of all three people we're gonna no. talk about no what you know what's amazing mm-hmm. is that i've never seen her in anything but i know who she is well because yeah, she's a legend yeah but i mean like it's it's me yeah yeah, yeah. like I, I don't know who anybody is <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You knowing who she is really does put her on a very short list of celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the thing about Betty White that will always stick in my brain is the SNL skit where she's talking about her muffin. I, I'm not going to get into it because it's probably too graphic for YouTube, but <laughs> Betty White say. talking about her muffin is one of the funniest... It's one of the hardest times I've ever laughed at an inappropriate joke in front of my parents. You know what I mean? It was one of those times I was watching with my mom and my stepdad. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew that they would not like that I found it as funny as I did. But they were also... La- like, you know... God. Couldn't help yourself. But also, like, Golden Girls is just a treat. And even Hot in Cleveland 
is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Particularly the Betty White parts. She's she was just she was such a legend. Um, unfortunately, we also more recently on uh, January sixth lost the uh, luminary actor Sidney Poitier. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Sidney Poitier was the first African-American to win Best Actor at the Academy Awards for his role in the movie Lily's uh, in, in the Field or Of the Field? I'm not sure. I just looked it up to make sure I got it right. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I want to make sure I get the title right. And then I think I messed it up. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Sidney Poitier, I mean, Raisin in the Sun is just... I, I don't even know what to say about it, right? He is truly... He stands tall as a titan in this industry. And I'm assuming you've never seen him in something because you don't watch a lot of classic film. No. No. Is anyone surprised? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And last, but certainly not least, uh, and most shocking on this list, I think the other two were in their 90s. They lived huge titanic lives and they will very much be missed. Mm -hmm. But um, unfortunately, yesterday we got the incredibly sad news that Bob Saget passed away. Yeah. Uh, Bob Saget was Danny Tanner on Full House, uh, as well as being in my childhood, the host of the America's Funniest Home Videos, which was something I watched all the time. And- It was a fun show. It was a fun show. And I just, yeah. The death of Bob Saget led to the most insane revelation in our household, though, which is that Clarus doesn't believe that Ted Mosby is voiced by a different person in the present than he is in the show. No, it's fake news. <laughs> he does not, because he doesn't, he, to me, he sounds the same, just different audio quality, because <laughs> he's like in an audio booth versus like... It's very much a different live. human. I have been told this. I don't believe it. Do you also believe that Ron Howard didn't narrate Arrested Development? Uh, I don't know. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I've watched Arrested Development. You did? Yeah, yeah, I actually watched that one. Wow. I know. Y'all. I know. Be proud of me. Um, yeah, I want to point out Eric in our chat said Sidney Poitier was basically Denzel before Denzel. Yes. Mm. Denzel Washington doesn't get to be Denzel Washington without Sidney Poitier. And I don't think Denzel Washington would be upset that I said that. I think he would 100% agree. Sidney Poitier laid like the brick for so many incredible artists. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And, and did it with class and like poise and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. I did want to bring all of that up. Unfortunately, it is kind of a sad way to start our show back, but these are people who, they, they changed the world yeah. and they, they deserve to be remembered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they changed my world, certainly. As someone who grew up as a dumb little kid who just wanted to make people laugh, Bob Saget and Betty White are two of the most important people for that. And then as an older teenager who got more into the acting side and more into the deeper stuff, Sidney Poitier to me was like, yeah, so far beyond what I could ever become. I will never be that good, um, but I, I don't know that anyone will, and mm-hmm. I think we all just kind of have to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, should we get into some news? Let's do it. All right, y'all. It's time to talk about the nerd news, uh, but before we do that, we have to talk about arguably the best news of the day, which is that the Crimson Tide is rolling into the national championship tonight. Let's go, Tide. All right. That's what are you doing i thought i could move a little bit um that is right the alabama crimson tide will be playing the georgia bulldogs in the national championship football match for college football tonight uh if you want to know what i'll be doing i'll I'll be on my couch watching because uh i'm not i did not go to alabama 
I'm not from Alabama, but my family is, and if I didn't roll Tide, they would be very upset with me. And so, congrats to you, Crimson Tide. We crushed the Bulldogs a month ago. All you have to go out, all you have to do is go out and do the same thing again. Sports. That one was just for me. <laughs> um, but this one is, uh, this next conversation is something that I, I hope uh, to get into with you, which is the incredible news, huge, 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 huge news, that Take-Two, the company that owns 2K and Rockstar, which produces uh, Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. has purchased Zynga, Zynga, the mobile Buzzinga. company, not Buzzinga, <laughs> uh, that's trademarked, uh, has purchased Zynga for 12.7 billion dollars this is the largest video game (laughs) this is the largest video game company acquisition in the history of the world uh the previous uh one was uh microsoft Microsoft. did bethesda for Mm 8.1 which was then beat when tencent purchased supercell for 8.6 i didn't know that happened but this is a full like those are like 60 percent of this purchase do you yeah, think mobile 12. games are worth $12.7 billion? Apparently they are. They are. Like I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have thought, but like but but the communism has spoken. <laughs> communism? No. There's another C word. Capitalism? Capitalism has spoken. Guys, it's before noon. Those are not the same thing. They are both C words and they're long. And so my brain is like, yeah, that's the same thing. Communism (laughs) has spoken. I just like, I can't even like fathom a fraction of 12.7 billion. Yeah, I can either. You know what I mean? I can barely grasp the idea of like five grand. Yeah, and I was reading the article about it, and there was something about how the shares are worth like $4, but the people who owned the shares, instead of getting paid for the shares, were paid partially for the share, but then also given part of it in Take-Two stock. And it just became this like insane thing where I was like, I don't, this is so much money, and the way that this is trading is happening in a way that is so far beyond my ability to understand it mm-hmm. that I just gave up. And I was like, okay, big, big, big company purchase big company. Yeah. And like, I like, that is like the, a level that I don't think I'll ever be able to comprehend. <laughs> Our chat uh, really wants you to know that those, those are very much opposites. No, no. Chrysanthemum, communism, and capitalism are all the same. Chrysanthemum. Yeah. We have to be careful with our C words though. There's a couple C words we maybe shouldn't use on the show. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Not a clue. No idea? Not no one? Idea. Not, Not a, one idea? Not a single one, no. Mm-mm. I just realized I don't have my iPad to read the news. I plugged it in to charge it and then I didn't grab it. Babe. Entertain people for one second. I'll be right back. All right, sounds good. Um, so wait, wait. Um, Zynga made which game? Do you remember? Most mobile games. Most mobile games. I don't play mobile games. I, the last mobile game that I really like, dedic like like hardcore was into I guess was this like, thieves skills one where you made a dungeon and you tried to break in other people's dungeons and then before that it was like Temple Run I guess Candy Crush I played but like, I have not played an actual mobile game. In like five, six years maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, oh, you just, <laughs> just looking at your, uh, auditions? 
I, yeah, I got an audition. Okay, so this will be fun. I got an audition. Uh, I got a call from my agent, uh, like, five minutes before the show started. And she was like, hey, so uh, you have an audition. And I was like, oh, cool, what for? And she's like, I can't tell you. Um, you're not allowed to know until you sign an NDA. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I have it. And I'm like, hey, I don't think I needed an NDA for this. But that's fine. Some people think they're more important than they are. Um, wow. If you book this and they go back and, like... <laughs> Re- like listen to your uh, your content. Oh no! Oh no! Is the company that I can't mention going to go back and watch the nightly morning show? You never know. Watch one of you is gonna like pull this out and be like, "Hey, whatever." <laughs> By the time they figure it out, I'll have already filmed it and get gotten paid. So, <laughs> what are they gonna do? Priority. There's just times like if like Marvel reaches out, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll sign an NDA. I get it. You have secrets to keep, but like if it's like keep your secrets. If it's season one of new television show, all right. Oh, is it in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not allowed to say that. Probably not allowed to say that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm never going to book it and no one's going to know what it is, right? Like, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> this one off the rails. Already. What a, what a great start to the show today. We're crushing it. Um, crushing it. Hail to the chrysanthemum party. Yeah, we're going to start a new political party. It's going to be following the way of the leaf, and it's going to be called the Chrysanthemum Party. <laughs> I kind of hate that. Nah, you love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, let's get into the weekend box office. We'd like to talk about how ooh, our stream deck is broken. I need to reinstall this, this stream deck software, apparently. But um, let's talk about the weekend box office, because, Clarus, would you be surprised to hear... That Probably. Spider-Man No Way Home won again. Oh, no. That's not a surprise. <laughs> that's right. For the fourth weekend in a row, Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow, we're way out of practice at this. I know. We used to be so good at this. I know. What's happened to You us? take a few months off, and then suddenly you, like, can't do it. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home came in with a lovely $33 million in its fourth weekend. Just a lovely, a lovely 33. Its domestic haul is at $668 million. Jesus. Six hundred sixty-eight million, just domestic. That's just in the United States and Canada, because we count. Because we are important. God damn it. Well, I just, I, I just love that we're we are not considered international when uh-huh. it comes to box office. Yeah. Because, I don't know. Yeah. We're 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 the the outfit that completes the United States. Yeah, we're the top hat. Yeah. 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 It. Yeah. I don't. I, it, <laughs> Don't know why we're not our own thing, but it's fine. I'll get over uh, it. Sing 2 came in with $11.95 million in its third week. I forgot that Sing 2 came out. Oh, the one that we kept seeing commercials yeah, for. Yeah, those trailers were... were literally everywhere, and then I forgot about it. I forgot about it, too. Oops. Yeah. Um, we the... weren't planning to go see it, were we? No, I really like the first one, but you haven't seen it. So. I haven't seen the first one. I have to catch up. Yeah. Um, But the second one looks like a very weird, like... Extend like the first one is like this small like interesting film about a small town and then the second one is like but what if they went to Vegas and created the largest show ever and the you're like those are looks insane it looks insane which kind of makes me want to see it more I know I'm like uh, hopefully it, it did it all right but yeah I did really like the first one and Turn Edgerton can sing that was where I learned like Turn Edgerton can like sing 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 like really ooh. sing. Um, but uh, in number three this weekend, the big box office bomb of the weekend, the 355, the new uh, all-female team spy movie that 
it looks like it's trying to be a more adult Charlie's Angels. Uh, was a massive flop, unfortunately, with $4.8 million opening weekend. Uh, apparently, the movie had a budget near $75 million. Oh. Uh, and so 4.5 uh, opening, or 4.8, sorry, opening is um, uh, what we call in Canada a disaster. Um, that has to be mostly due to the Omicron variant and a lot of the restrictions that are being put in place. I don't think mm-hmm. you can blame the stars of this movie or uh, even the plot. I, I liked the trailers. Yeah, um, yeah. Sebastian Sands in the film. Like, I, I want to go see it. Uh, but here in Ontario, where we are, if you go to the movies, you can't have anything to eat or drink. You have to keep your mask on the whole time. It's an uncomfortable experience. And, and people people are not wanting to go out right now because everybody's getting sick. Everybody, like, literally everyone I know is either testing or has it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or, yeah, is is just finished getting over it. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of... It's kind of wild because uh, at the beginning of things, it was like you knew like one or two or like a handful of people or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and now it feels like, yeah, everybody. Well, it just feels like every conversation you have is like people talking about who they know who has Omicron. Yeah. And so I think that 355, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Morbius obviously pushed back, which I think was a really smart move for Morbius. I think that it, I'm worried about Scream 5. Uh, Scream 5 comes out this week. I am, yeah. like, legitimately concerned about the prospects for that movie. I am mm-hmm. a huge fan of the Scream franchise. It is maybe my favorite horror franchise. And I know that it's horror comedy. I know there's, like, comedy elements, and it's mm-hmm. not as hardcore as other horror movies, but that's kind of what I like about it. I like mm-hmm. that it is horror, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that the Scream, especially with the return to form in Scream 4, after Scream 3 was not as good a movie mm-hmm. um, as the first two... I, I love Scream. I really do. I, I, I love horror, but Scream is like my horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm, I'm concerned for the movie. I want it to do well because I, I really do uh, I, I really do love the franchise. Yeah. And I'm concerned that the only reason it's not going to do well, because the trailers look good. The original cast is mostly returned for it. Like there's a lot of things going for it. The big downside is going to be Omicron. And that sucks uh, to watch yeah. happen to a franchise that I love as much as I do. It's interesting because I haven't like heard any uh, anything about it or seen any commercials for it. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen it anywhere. Not even as like banners or ads on like websites or anything. No like YouTube ads, no Twitch ads. Like I haven't seen any advertisement for this movie. Yeah, that's actually true too. Like I go looking for it and like yeah. I get fed it by the algorithm because I watch horror. But I also yeah. wonder if you avoiding horror completely means the algorithm just doesn't send it to you. Yeah, I, yeah, I get. I don't know. It's one of those things where I think for something like Twitch and YouTube, everyone kind of sees mostly the same things. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, Sokar is asking. There is a Scream Five. Yes, Scream Five is just called Scream for some reason. Um, even though the Five Cream. Five Cream. Yeah, that's it. It's Five uh, Cream. But that does come out on Thursday, unless it gets pushed back. Unless it's like <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, as far as I know, it is still coming out on Thursday. So uh-huh. brave of them. Yeah. It is, it is, it is brave. Yeah. All right. What was number four at the box office? The King's Man. Uh, oh, that movie. Yeah. The King's Man is, is doing all right. It's made $25 million so far. It made $3.27 million this weekend in its third weekend. It only dropped 28% though from its last weekend, which I think is more to do with the fact that uh, people aren't going to the box office. So it's harder to have a big drop. That came out the same day as Matrix, right? Yes, it did. Okay. But it is tracking significantly ahead of the Matrix in uh, later weeks, even though the Matrix's opening weekend does put the Matrix ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Matrix isn't even in the top five. American Underdog 
the Zachary Levi uh, story about uh, the football player, Warner, um, is in number five this week in its fourth weekend. Um, and that is uh, at 2.4 million. The Matrix only pulled in $1.86 million and has only pulled in three, $34 million overall so far. Oh, yeah, The Matrix, I think, was a $200 million movie. So the question uh, on everybody's mind, at least on the internet, is are we going to get more Matrix? Absolutely not. There's uh, yeah. no way. Like, it's 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 not going to happen. Yeah. It's If this had been received well, maybe. But even then, like, uh, uh, when you... Uh, I'm trying to think. Are there any other franchises that have, like years and years later brought back uh, another movie not like a remake but like another movie and then yes. have gone on to make more subsequent movies like i feel like they generally don't do too well oh you mean like they come back but then they kind of one and done it yeah, yeah, yeah. like i mean star wars is kind of like the exception to that right yeah. um i feel like most things that try and make a sequel years and years later don't get an additional sequel like i don't think ghostbusters is getting another sequel yeah it is it is yeah ghostbusters is getting a series oh a series okay okay. i would i would argue i would argue that the fan response to ghostbusters afterlife was significantly better than the fan response to matrix resurrections definitely like and here's the thing i think that matrix resurrections did not do well with critics but if it had done well with fans, even if it hadn't made money, because then they could have just blamed Omicron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it at least had, fa- like, the the hardcore fans of the franchise behind mm-hmm. it, it would be a different story. Yeah, if people loved it. I don't think people, and we haven't seen it yet, just full disclosure. We were supposed to, and our tickets got canceled. We were supposed to go to the Canadian premiere, and then our contact gave them to somebody else. That was the email we got, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that felt great. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's not a joke. That's, that that's is 100% what happened. what happened. Um, it was very sad. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. And we don't know why. Uh, but the Matrix, and this is not me being salty about that. That is the Canadian distributor thing. That is not the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like fans of the franchise went into Matrix Resurrection, came out and went, it's fine. But yeah. like, uh, it's, it's, it's and whatever. A, and a lot of people didn't like it. You know. Ooh, Abby S. in the chat coming in with the franchise. Jurassic World. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Jurassic World did. Although, to be fair, how well those movies are received, questionable, but... um, I haven't... I've only watched the first Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. That's the and um, yeah, I really it. I really like Jurassic World. I like the first one a lot. I think yeah. it's very fun. Well, no, this is Jurassic Park. I know they I are know. different franchises. <laughs> I know it's just funny. I really like Jurassic World. I really did not like Fallen Kingdom. Oh, um, okay. Mostly because and this is very light spoilers, but the Fallen Kingdom introduces human cloning, and then it just it, that that uh, that kind of noped me out of it a little bit. The way that that is handled. Um, fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, but Jurassic Park did have a second franchise. Although, interestingly, I think what Jurassic Park did differently than what Matrix did or what Dumb and Dumber-er did or those kind of movies is they brought back a different cast and told a different story. Mm. Like, Jurassic World is in the world of Jurassic Park, but it is a completely different cast. The the original one, other than uh, the Doctor, um, the geneticist... Yeah. It is a completely different cast with Chris Pratt and Bryce Ellis Howard leading, as opposed to Matrix, which brings back Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, which 
is a huge selling point to me, but... Yeah, and here's the thing. I still want to see Matrix 4 just because of them. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, like, I'm not, I'm not anticipating that I'm going to love it, especially the way it's been received. But I, I just want to see them together in a movie again. I, I feel like uh, part of the problem with The Matrix, in my opinion, is that w- the first movie changed the world. Like, literally changed how action movies are made, right? Mm-hmm. And became the gold standard for action in movies for a while. And when you do that, every subsequent film gets compared to, well, did this one change the world? And it's impossible to do that twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like the Wachowskis created a scenario where they put themselves kind of in this weird corner of how do we deal with the comparison to a film that is quite literally groundbreaking. Yeah. Because, you know, Neo breaks the ground when he flies. But um, also, like, metaphorically groundbreaking in so many ways as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frank and Beans brings up how Avatar is going to do uh, in December. Oh, man. It's technically just a sequel that they've been working on forever. Yeah, it's just taken them a long time. It's mm-hmm. not like 20 years later like The Matrix. But I don't know. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of love for Avatar that I think that people are going to go see it when it opens, as long as it's safe. Mm -hmm. Like, I think people will see it when it opens, and then everybody else who's not, like, dying to see it will wait to hear what people are saying about it, whether or not it's worth the money, right? Because isn't that how Avatar did so well the first time around, is that people wouldn't shut up about this movie? Because I remember I saw it in California. Mm -hmm. Um, It came out while my family was vacationing in Disneyland, and we went and saw a movie. Because that, like, everyone was talking about it, right? And that was probably the first time, other than maybe a Harry Potter movie, that was the first time I remember an audience clapping. I think maybe it's because it's more of a United States thing uh, than it is a Canadian thing. But I remember, I was like, It is a war, it is an American military propaganda film. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 well, no, because they're treated as the villains. It is. It is weird. It's weird. It's, it's a. It's, it's a yeah. weird movie. The message in there is uh, is interesting. Um, I think that you know Avatar gets a bad rap among like online film communities. Okay. So like like film bros online, all hate Avatar, oh, and I think that right. for that reason, not hate it, but the, it's 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 fine. The mm-hmm. plot the plotting of it is fine, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that that is. And so because of that, they say that like, oh, well, the movie Avatar 2 is not going to do well. Because oh, okay. among my, everyone I talk to doesn't like it. I think that if you were to zoom out and look at like the general public and their response to Avatar, I think there are plenty of people who just enjoyed watching it and would happily go see a sequel if the trailers look good. Right? And I think that that's most people. And so I think that Avatar 2 has a real shot at yeah, having I'll, a huge... I mean, I'll go see it. I don't rem- I don't like, I haven't seen the the first one in a while. Mm-hmm. But I remember liking it, and so yeah, I would ever go see it, right? I also, I, I do think that if you look at um, James Cameron's track record, mm. if you bet against James James Cameron, you tend to lose. There's the three top grossing movies of all time, and he directed two of them. Yeah. He also directed Terminator Two and Aliens. So like. Barring the Transformers movie, or not, sorry, that's Michael Bay. Uh, barring um, uh, the other stuff that he's done. The other Terminator movies? 
The other, no, he didn't do all of them. He didn't um, do all of them? Okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, but bar- barring the other stuff James Cameron has done, James Cameron has made money yeah. really consistently. Yeah. And uh, don't bet against him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. He managed to turn the Titanic into the highest grossing movie of all time. That's not nothing. Which is not, yeah, like that movie's not even great. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how he did it. I really don't. <laughs> it's so long as well. I I, in, I think in 1996 it was like the greatest thing ever though. Also, Celine Dion's song. Sure, sure. The song is a bob. Song is a bob. What you do is you get the greatest singer in Canadian history. Mm. And you get her to put out a banger. Yeah. And then you play that song like nine times in the course of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I watched it once as a kid and then I watched it once as like a 20-something year old and I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Eh. He didn't have to die. But uh, anyways. Um, uh, in other news, uh, unfortunately, it does not look like Encanto is going to cross the 100 million domestic mark. Um, partially because it's already on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but it did rake in uh, $92 million uh, in its uh, theatrical run so far. Not bad. Um, and uh, in other flop news, since we last did the morning show, I did want to talk about West Side Story. Which uh, won some Golden Globes earlier. We're going to talk about the Golden Globes later in the show. But uh, it did manage to win some Golden Globes. uh, But a huge financial disappointment. Really? Yeah, only $32 million so far. Sorry, I have to sneeze. I can tell. it won't come out. Um, Uh, We wanted to go see West Side Story. Yeah, we were going to until... Until all of this happened. Omicron. Well, and it's interesting because I haven't heard a bad thing about the movie. So mm-hmm. I don't really understand why it didn't do well. Well, there's a few reasons. I think well, that Omicron. Obviously. Omicron is one. I think that there is a uh, there are some very like understanding questions about what is going on with the Ansel Elgort situation and um, what uh, truth and validity there are to the allegations against him. Right. Um, I think that there are people who are concerned and do not want to support uh, Ansel Elgort after the allegations have been made against him, and I think that that's fair. Um, yeah, it's just really unfair to the rest of his cast. Yeah, it, it, it is a huge problem, right? Yeah. And I think that uh, there were people talking about how much of the um, marketing for the movie tried not to push that he was in it. Yeah. Um, they tried to just the like, lead of hide the film. it. Uh, I also think that there was, a, there was a significant pushback from the Puerto Rican community about a lack of Puerto Rican representation in the cast. And I think that when that's yeah. half the film and that community and doesn't show up... The that, heart of the film. Yeah. And- um, and, you know, Rachel Ziegler did win the Golden Globe uh-huh. for the role of, of Maria last night. And I think that there are people within the Puerto Rican community who are happy that, uh, you know, Hispanic person won, but also question like, well, but she's not Puerto Rican. Yeah. And like, why, why not? Because, you know, Steven Spielberg and the team did hu- this huge audition in Puerto Rico. They, they like ma- did like the show of that mm-hmm. and then didn't cast someone from that. And I think that people had questions about, like, you know, why and... That's valid. There are going to be people who that is going to be a make or break for them. And I think that Omicron, Ansel Elgort, and the question of that heritage uh, question uh, together is probably a big part of the reason why a film that is so critically well-received and loved by the people who do see it has strong word of mouth Mm -hmm. uh, is affected this way. Yeah, no, that, that is fair. I, the whole like posturing of like look at us we're going around and holding auditions for mm-hmm. things is <laughs> never it like 
it never makes sense to me because they always just end up casting like an obvious choice, not from what they were looking for. Well, and it's it's especially interesting to have two movies in the same year because yeah. um, In the Heights was also a box office failure. Yeah. Uh, be about the Hispanic community, and be have Hispanic people cast, but be cast in a way that doesn't feel authentic to Hispanic cultures and you know to the real Hispanic people that these movies are being marketed towards. Yeah. And seeing how their response to movies that are ostensibly full of people of color um, aren't full of the kinds of people of color that they feel should be telling those stories yeah. and how that affects the box office poll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you kind of, you're, you're letting people down when you're not doing those stories justice. Well, there's an authenticity question yeah. that like sits at the heart of a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that part of the reason for the cultural shift in how we view this is social media has created a culture of authenticity like everyone on social media is looking for creators to give them content that is authentic to themselves yeah and we've become obsessed with that so much so that when we find out someone is even a slight deviation on what they said in their social media profiles that person with a hundred million followers is suddenly a nobody yeah. because we we are obsessed and we we crave this this turning authenticity into content. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I think that that is blowing back on films that are trying to talk about culture mm -hmm. that don't feel 100% authentic. Yeah. And that is a tough conversation for the people who make movies because it isn't always easy to be authentic in... A, and I'm not trying to forgive anything. I'm just saying when you have two hours to tell a story... There are sometimes things that have to give and yeah. those compromises inherently reduce authenticity in a way. Yeah. And I think plot wise, like sometimes there's nothing you can do about that. But in terms of casting, you know, that's like... Oh, I agree. Yeah. You, you, there are so many people in the world mm -hmm. and so many talented people. Um, <clears throat> you know, they could have they found somebody. But at the same time, they found Rachel Ziegler. They gave her a break and she won a Golden Globe. So it's, it's like... Yeah. It is tough, right? Because it's mm -hmm. not like she did a bad job. Yeah. Most yeah. people are saying she's absolutely perfect in the role. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it just, it just, it's a, it is a more complicated conversation mm -hmm. than I think is being had. Yeah. And I don't really know what like the end of it is. Yeah. Because I don't think that we're going to get to a point where actors can't act at all. It, it, like you have to just be yourself on screen yeah no, right and because no. <laughs> and, and I, i'm not advocating for or against that i'm just saying like there is there is a conversation of well you're not this part of your character so it's an inappropriate portrayal yeah and it it it, it just becomes very it it, it it it's starting to be a weird conversation sometimes yes and i don't know how to participate in it is what i want to say yeah 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 no me neither because for no other job can they ask you, like, can they hire you based on, like, personal things about yourself? But mm -hmm. if you're an actor, if you're an actor, all that goes right out the window. Well, and I think that people forget that, right? I think that people forget that casting can't ask what your ethnicity is. Yeah. And, like, casting can't... There, there's this whole thing about actors being cast mm -hmm. in gay roles who are, like, openly straight, right? I'll say openly straight. Maybe they're in the, you know... And mm -hmm. there's a conversation about it where people are like, well, why didn't you just go cast gay actors? And it's, and I, my argument against that is that there's no, 
actors do not owe the audience a explanation of their sexuality. Yeah. And so it's tough because you don't know who's straight and who's gay. Yeah. You don't walk into the bank interview and they ask you what your sexuality is. And so for acting is is a job. Yeah, there was a Viggo Mortensen, uh, Viggo Mortensen movie yeah. recently where he played a uh, gay man. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a reporter who asked him, and was like, how, why do you feel comfortable playing a gay man as a straight man? And Viggo Mortensen's reply was, why do you think I'm a straight man? Yeah. And I was like, that's, that is 100% fair. Like, there, there are things, and like, I know... Because it's nobody's business. I know someone who has done several productions of In the Heights, who is very much not Hispanic... But looks like they could be. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's never been a problem is because production doesn't know that they're not Hispanic. Because you can't ask. You can't ask. It's illegal. You literally, you're not allowed to. Yeah. It is against the law. And so Mm -hmm. this expectation that productions are going to go find people Mm -hmm. that are perfect for these roles by violating labor laws to find out things about them, it, it, it becomes really complicated. Yeah, it is really complicated because because on the other side of that, you want you want diverse representation. A thousand percent. No, no, no. Right? Yeah. And so that's why it's a really tough conversation to have mm-hmm. because we haven't figured out the best way to go about all of this. Right? We're, st- we're figuring it out because we're, we're, we don't know. We, we really don't know. Yeah, and it's hard to create a standard because, mm-hmm. like, even, like, you know, I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA, and we have rules. Like, we have bylaws within our union about how casting works. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard to change those bylaws. Yeah. But those bylaws are there to create fairness, and those bylaws are there to protect the actors. And, you know, you know there was the woman who sued IMDb. Because they put her age on her IMDb page. Oh, really? And she did, she auditioned for younger parts. She looked a lot younger. Mm. And she sued to have her age removed from IMDb because they wouldn't do it. And she was saying, you're harming my ability to get jobs. Because I don't don't play 30-year-olds. Right. I play 20-year-olds. Right. And I do not want someone to look at my IMDb and find out that I'm 30. Yeah. It is, like, harmful to my career. They will automatically be like, eh. Now, is she lying? When, is she a bad, like, actress for playing Younger? 20? Like, no. It just, it, it gets complicated. I've and... auditioned for 15-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> like. And I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh... like, one of those, like, actors should play anything. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I am saying that I don't think that we have come up with the right way yet to handle this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a little bit of cultural work as like a larger community to figure that out Mm -hmm. and while that is happening I think that we're going to see more flops like in the heights and west side story and these films that are critically praised but the audience just doesn't show up to them yep yeah absolutely and it sucks because I'm like I really want to see west side story but yeah there are those things that I but I don't want to look at Ansel Elgort's face yeah can we can we just have Christopher Plummer CGI'd over him Perfect. Perfect. Rest in peace, Christopher Palmer. That's, that's um, what I need. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Um, and uh, let's talk about something else. Great. Uh, you want to know That was the box office. That was the box office. You want to talk about my favorite segment of the week, which is Clarus makes up the news. <laughs> I love your abbreviation for it. 
<laughs> it's been that way for like but a I've year. never like stared at it before. Oh, that's funny. Um, and it's uh. It's just the first letters. I know it is, but it's very close to um. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I, I thought that was funny too. All right, Clarus. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are here for the first time, uh, my wife is not good at improv, and so we make her do it every week in a segment that she should prepare for but never does. This is Clarus Makes Up the News. I can't prepare for it. That defeats the purpose. You could. There are no rules. I could. I, yeah. Go. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, well... This must be the best segment for the audio listeners, because yeah. I don't say that much, and we just kind of hear you go, huh, 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 huh. I'm just starting my scales. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh my god, I vote negative prepared. You know what? Oh, she's negative prepared. I am never prepared for anything. It's how I just like to live my life in fear. Uh, it's, you know, keeps your, your heart active. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. Come on, make up something funny about something. Get, right, no Be pressure. hilarious. Be funny. Comedy. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, all right, what's, what's, what's coming out soon? Um, Jesus Christ. What? You could say anything. Uh-huh. You could literally say anything. Just say anything. Okay. Um, the plot of Five Cream has been leaked. <laughs> um, it comes out on Thursday. Um, however, th- when you when you let people see it early, they're going to talk about it. Um, and that's the news. No, the, 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 we, we know the plot of Five Cream. And okay. uh, they're really like leaning into this whole... Um, play on words thing so you would think when you hear that you're like oh okay so it's gonna be about like cream okay very funny ha ha no no it's it's about language it's about the english language and 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 playing with words um like uh you know those things you learn in middle school like onomatopoeia and metaphors and uh the 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 ones where um alliteration that's that's the other one and uh, Five Cream is about, it's, it's still a horror comedy movie, but the, the horror comes from um, being back in your middle school classroom, learning about the English language. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then the comedy comes from uh, the, the teacher likes to wear this really, like, silly mask when you get things wrong. And it's very funny. Uh-huh. So, if you're going to go see Five Cream, it, it is about um, middle schoolers, just so you know. But it's not appropriate to bring your kids to. <laughs> All right, so since you brought up English language mm-hmm. and you brought up some examples, mm-hmm. uh, can you give me an example of those three things? So, what's an example of an onomatopoeia? An onomatopoeia is like, boom. Okay. Crash. And uh, can you give us an example of a metaphor? A metaphor is... Is when you compare one thing to another thing without using like or as. That's a de- that is the description of what a metaphor is, yes. but it's not an example of a metaphor. My heart is an ice box. Oh wow, 
I that's that's because I make her do this segment. That's mm-hmm. why she doesn't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all right, what was the third one you did? Um, oh, um, alliteration. Give me an example of some uh, some solid alliteration. Mini mumbling mice. <laughs> all right. My mother made me mesh my M&Ms. That is some good alliteration. That go. is some good alliteration. Yeah. From that one is straight from the movie. Elementary school. Choir that one is class. straight from the movie. Um. The yeah. Yeah, there is a choir class scene. It's really good. <laughs> and uh, that's a, that is the plot of the upcoming Scream Five, otherwise known as Five Cream, uh, as leaked by noted leaker Clara Strakaris. No, no, I didn't leak it. Y- I have you a source. just said it on that. Yeah, but you're the leaker. N- but but someone told me about it, so I'm just. And like... then you said it <laughs> on a live show on the internet. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. That's not how this works. Your Honor, I would like it known that... Somebody I, else told it to me first. Somebody else told it to me first. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> that is my defense. I rest my case. Thank you. I would just love a doctor in court being like... No, doctor, yes. Did I suffocate them with a pillow? Absolutely. But they'd been hit by a car already. So it's like, is that even my fault? Yeah. Same Jesus thing. Christ. <laughs> oh, the right. defense rests. Thank we, you. <laughs> we've brought it up a couple of times. Let's talk about Das Golden, das Golden Globes. There we go. That um, happened. So fun thing about the Golden Globes this year... I forgot about them. Me too. Because there was no advertisement. No. Because and usually there's so many ads, and the reason is, um, they, they racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. Last year, people were like, "Wow, it's a bunch of white people." Great. <clears throat> Not just white people. Uh, but uh, the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association uh didn't have any black people in it, uh, and that was seen as a very, um, uh, what's uh. Racist. I don't have another. I was trying to come yeah. up with another word, so no. I could just use that one again. But it was racist. Um, and so the lighter version of that is tone deaf, but the actual version of it is racist. But it's not tone deaf. <laughs> tone deaf is like when you put out a statement that you don't understand is going to be viewed a certain way. No, this is so. just racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Golden mm. Globes should have the representation behind the scenes, mm. uh, and hopefully next year they will, because I think the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is going to really regret how much money they didn't make this year in advertising. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, there was no there was no uh, big ceremony no. Uh, on television, but no. we still got the awards, and these are indicators for how things might go at the Academy Awards later in the year. So let's talk about a couple things. Yeah. Let's do it. First we of all, we talked about um, West Side Story. West Side Story actually won both uh, uh, Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress uh, <clears throat> for um, Ariana DeBose, who is anyway. immensely talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten to see her on stage before, and she is uh, she's a sh- bright light. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you see her in anything, uh, she did win uh, for Best Supporting Actress. Um, but notably, The Power of the Dog, the Benedict Cumberbatch movie that came out a while ago, uh, won Best uh, Motion Picture Drama, and West Side Story did take Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Mm-hmm. So not not a big surprise there. I think there was a lot of love for West Side Story as a musical. Um, and uh, The Power of the Dog, mm-hmm. we're going to have to watch that. 
Yeah, yeah, because I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I mm-hmm. don't know what this movie is about in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I don't know it at all. Uh, but now, now I do. Now I want to know. Um, apparently, it's a Western where Benedict Cumberbatch has a American accent that is actually a good American accent, as opposed to his Doctor Strange voice, which is known as his Doctor Strange voice. Is, is Doctor Strange not that bad? That accent is... Uh, uh, if you go into the accent dictionary for actors and you go to American accents, there is like American, Southern, California, Valley Girl, Doctor Strange. It's just its own, it, it, it's its own category. Oh my God. Are you making up the news? <laughs> no, it's not that bad, but it, it's just funny. He gets ragged on it more than he deserves. Um, and, and it is really funny in scenes in Spider-Man No Way Home. No spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. But it is very funny when it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland doing their American doing accents the, at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I would say Tom Holland is actually... Tom Holland's American accent is actually pretty remarkable. It's super solid. There yeah. was like one or two words that I noticed. It was like, Ooh. But yeah. like, the, the, you know, that was it. And watching him dive into it in interviews, love it. Um, mm-hmm. Will Smith uh, won Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Drama for King Richard. Um, as uh, There's been some interesting conversations about whether or not that movie should have been made. Uh, I disagree with those conversations. Venus and Serena wanted to make a movie honoring their dad. They did. And it is an awards contender. So, like, I don't know. Why shouldn't it have been made? People are like, why would you make a movie about their dad and not about the two tennis stars? And then I'm like... It's their dad. They made a movie. They were, they're were they proud of their dad? I don't know. Because it's an interesting story. I, I don't... I don't know. All right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also don't think that you should make a Venus and Serena movie while they're still alive. Because they're going to put their hands in it and they're going to change the story to make it the way that they want it to be told. Uh, like Queen did with Bohemian Rhapsody, which uh, is not a good movie. Um, despite an incredible performance. Yeah, I heard they uh, missed the mark on they, that one. They, they made it seem like Queen were a bunch of, like, goody two-shoes, yeah. and Freddie Mercury was the bad boy, and that's not true. Yeah. There's literally a scene where Freddie's like, let's party, and then Queen's like, we've got to go home to our wives. And I was like, the hell you do? Sure. Sure thing, Queen. Sure. It's yeah, like that's a, what happened. It's like in Jersey Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Frankie's mm-hmm. not in the brothel scene, because he's like, I can't have my family seeing this. No, but it's 100% that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nicole Kidman won for being the Ricardos uh, for um, her role as um, Lucy Liu. Not Lucy Liu. I'm not sure. But oh, my God. I love fantastic. Lucy. It's Lucy. That Lucy. My mind's blanking. Um, and then uh, one I really want to talk about, Andrew Garfield. Won yeah. for uh, Best Actor in a, motion, in a Musical or Comedy. Um, mm-hmm. we have for to tick, watch, tick, we have to watch Tick, Tick, Boom now. Yeah. We have to. We've been wanting to, and, and just, no, the time, the time. Um. But and, Andrew Garfield is having, like, the a, year of his career. Yeah. For Truly. reals. Like, bet- yeah, with everything that's, that's going on, like, he's, he's crushing it. He's crushing it. And people love him. And that's, that, that matters. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is kind of remarkable the resurgence his career is having this year. And not mm. resurgence, he never went anywhere, but like no. this like new plateau that he seems to have hit. He's so good though, mm-hmm. and like he's really like, he's really settled, yeah. I think I think is the right word for it. You know, like he doesn't feel like a young, though I, like, I don't know. When, when he was 
in his like younger stuff, he's great in it, but now he feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think I think is a good way to describe it, and I cannot wait to see what else he does because he's very talented. Yeah, Chad just reminded me it's Lucille Ball. Um, Nailed it. It is so funny. All these things I know that as soon as we're in a show. It's like your brain just completely goes blank. Yeah, he literally knows everything. <laughs> no, I don't. Not everything, just a lot of things. And then, but I know Lucille Ball. Like I don't. Really? No. Have you never seen I Love Lucy? No. Oh my god. This is not the nightly morning show. This is where Nerdy finds out things his wife hasn't seen. Lucille Ball is like the the like cornerstone of women in comedy on television. Like she <laughs> doesn't matter um <laughs> don't watch a lot of comedy there's a bunch of other winners uh the ones that i want to call out Encanto won best animated feature of course it did that movie's fantastic mm-hmm. um uh han zimmer won best original score for dune shocking which i think is very well earned the yeah, dune oh, score yeah. is mm-hmm. incredible um and uh, most of these we haven't seen we haven't seen succession we haven't seen pose jason sudeikis won for ted lasso hell yeah mm. um we haven't watched a lot of these and so I'm really happy for all the winners. Uh, oh Young Soo, who won uh, Best Supporting Actor for in Television for Squid Game. Squid Game. Really happy yes. to see him win that. But yes, um, that was fantastic. We don't. We we haven't seen a lot of these. We will watch them soon because I am a member of SAG, so we'll get our my screeners and we'll watch them all. But instead, I wanted to talk about our best of 2021, mm-hmm. and it's the title of the video. And this was the big conversation I wanted to have with you. Mm-hmm. Was our favorite things from 2021. The year, the second year of lockdowns. God. But a year of lockdowns where things actually came out. 2020.1. And we're now in 2020.2. And hopefully we'll get to 2023 eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess we should just start. I wanted to start with uh, what was your favorite movie of 2021? So, I think in terms of what affected me the most, Mm -hmm. I think it has to go to Mm Shang-Chi. I think it's it's got it. um, That movie just had me bawling. I thought it was so good. And I know that there's people out there who are like, meh, on it. I, I thought it was fantastic. And I thought the visuals at the end were phenomenal. Like, that movie was just everything that I wanted it to be and more. And I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's got to be Shang-Chi. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Do you have any runner-ups? Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man, definitely a, a big runner-up. My, my problem is I can never remember what came out at the beginning of the year. You know, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what did we watch at the beginning mm-hmm. of 2021? I just looked up a date for a future part of this conversation. Oh, um, yeah, so I, I think that's tough, right? Like, um, I, th- I know a lot of people have, like, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League on their list for the year. You're wrong. I know that you don't like it. Um, I, I, It's not on my best of, I, but I did like it. Uh, but mm-hmm. t- to me, Zack Snyder's Justice League feels like it came out two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, it's hard yeah. to think of that movie as a 2021 film. Yeah, I um, think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I definitely think my top movie of the year is Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I haven't cried in a movie as hard as I did in that one in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would really I would really also like to throw in Kanto uh, as a runner-up. Um, Interesting. I'm, we were not hot on the trailers. 
And we like, did not. I did not like the. I didn't like marketing. But let me, can I explain that? Of course you can. The marketing for that movie was telling this story of this girl who goes on an adventure by herself, uh-huh. despite the fact that she doesn't have superpowers, right? Uh-huh. And the the, the the trailers kept pushing this concept of, oh, Mirabelle, you're the only one that can save our family, and like that line is thrown in the trailers a lot. Yeah. And then when I saw, and I didn't like it. I was like, I don't. You. There's no antagonist there's no like what is what is going on in these trailers what kind of story are you trying to sell me yeah and so they're so unclear we tried to go see the movie at a local cinema um we because we wanted to see it in theaters right Mm -hmm. like i love seeing disney animation in theaters those movies are always gorgeous on the big screen and so we went to go see it and our local theater had we sat down and the sound was so bad yeah that when the songs were playing you couldn't understand any of the consonants in the lyrics and yeah we, we, it was awful so we yeah, left so we walked out bad we got our money back we left um d- very disappointed because I, I i wanted to see it and the parts of the movie that i could understand in that first screening um i really did like yeah uh so we did walk out of encanto but not because of quality because of sound quality yeah and so we uh the day that it dropped on disney plus because everything closed down and we didn't have a chance to go see it again Mm -hmm. we sat down and we watched it and the movie isn't about mirabelle going on a journey by herself the movie is about the interpersonal relationships in a large family Mm -hmm. and if they had so if they had put that in the trailers the movie would have made so much more money yeah. because it was a Thanksgiving movie. This movie came out for Thanksgiving and the marketing for it was come with, along with this girl on her big adventure, but they didn't get to show an adventure because there isn't one in the movie. And so they were selling something that wasn't there. And yeah. if they had just made the trailers interpersonal conflict in a family that is figuring it out together, I think that movie would have done gangbusters at the box office. And now that I've seen it, I'm so disappointed that it was marketed the way that it was because it didn't yeah. make money. Yeah. Encanto should have easily cleared $100 million, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It came out when things were still open. It came out pre-Omicron. Mm-hmm. That movie should have done well. And I honestly think it didn't because of the marketing. I yeah, don't I think agree. they sold it to the caliber of the film that it is. Yeah. And I, I find it disappointing because I think that it's beautiful. And yeah. when we first watched it, it ended and I was like, oh, that was really good and not what I expected. I wouldn't have put it on my best of list then. Mm-hmm. But I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Like, Encanto, of the movies... Uh, Encanto and Spider-Man, to me, are the two movies this year that I still am thinking about constantly. The messages and the themes and the the subtext of those films. Mm-hmm. And I I just think Encanto... It, it will abso- I think it will absolutely win Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. I think it is an incredible film. I think it is a beautiful film. I think yeah. the songs are great. I, I I really can't speak highly enough of it. And I hope that it is doing b- just gangbusters on Disney Plus um, because it deserves it. it. It really deserves to be seen. And I'm so glad it's blown up on TikTok. I'm so glad people are finding it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. people should have found it in the box office. And the reason they didn't is the marketing. They tried to market it like it was Moana. And it's not Moana. No, it's not. <clears throat> It's not, it's a, like, it's a smaller scale story mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to portray that, right? Moana yeah. literally has to save her entire island from being destroyed by a lava monster. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, you know, and this is a, this is about, this story is about people mm-hmm. and family and it's so much smaller, but 
but it's but it's smaller is not the right word because it it matters. It like, the stakes it, are smaller though. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But they're no, but but they're just as big personally. Yeah, but right. I agree. I I like when when I turned the movie off, I was kind of like, oh, and it wasn't like what? I wasn't like holy crap, that was amazing. I I like. <clears throat> had to take some time to really think about it, to appreciate it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and I, I think that that's the mark of a good movie, to be honest. If you don't, if you don't quite get everything right away, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. Yeah, and I think that, like, the emotional impact of Encanto hitting so hard days later mm-hmm. really is to the credit of the filmmakers. Because I think that it it isn't... There, there is a lot of beautiful stuff on the surface of Encanto, mm-hmm. but what's really beautiful in Encanto is what's underneath the surface yeah. in terms of the storytelling mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in terms of the style of movie that they're making. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I was ab- I was blown away by it. I really was. I, I, I think about it a lot. I sit and think about it a lot. I made a TikTok about it that I think is very funny, but I hope I don't get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone, uh, some people are throwing their favorite movies in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Jamaris... I hope I pronounced that right, uh, says Dune is easily their favorite movie of the year. Immense cinematic experience. Um, I was so disappointed by Dune because I had read the book mm-hmm. and then went and saw the movie basically right after and I was very disappointed by it. It was the most beautiful movie I've ever seen, but I I have some problems with Dune, but I can understand why people love it. Yeah, I, I like Dune. Mm-hmm. I think that I could love it once part two comes out. But I, I'm one of those people where, like, when I only get one part, it's tough for me to love a movie. Yeah. Because I always feel the, like, narrative hinge that it sits on. Yeah. And Dune, for me, really, really sits on that hinge. Because it's so long and doesn't really satisfy anything. Mm-hmm. That, like, if if part two hits it out of the park and I can see the whole arc, I might be like, okay, it's perfect. But it is tough for me. It's tough for me when you give me a part one. I'm worried yeah. about Across the Spider-Verse next year, the Spider-Man movie, because it's Across the Spider-Verse part one. Yeah. And part ones for me, <clears throat> it's different in a trilogy where each movie, or even in duologies where each movie has its own story. Yeah. But Dune... But if it feels like one half of a thing that's incomplete mm-hmm. and has... You need something at the end of a movie. You need some kind of resolution something and the thing i like about dune had just started at the end of the movie yeah like the thing what i find because i don't find the beginning of dune super interesting it's just set up it is once and i to be fair the Mm -hmm. only complete version i've seen of dune is david lynch's dune and i love that movie it's it's after the big battle Mm -hmm. that the movie that the premise gets interesting to me yeah because up until then, they're all just talking about a battle they know is coming. And I'm like, if you all know it's coming, be more prepared. So. Yeah. Also, the battle made no Anyways. Yeah. It, they the, get to the part that I like. Mm-hmm. And then it ends. And I'm like, wait, no, this is. No, we were, we were finally here. Yeah. <laughs> we finally got to it. Yeah. Um, Half-Blood Taurus saying uh, Spider-Man is their favorite movie of the year. Um, if anyone else has any other favorite movies of the year, drop them in the chat. But let's. Uh, let's. We haven't watched Arcane yet. No, let's talk about TV. Okay. Favorite TV of 2021. Okay, we haven't watched Arcane haven't yet. Watched Arcane we're going yet. to. We're it, going to. It won't be my favorite of 2021 because I know what my favorite is. And I, I, Arcane would have to be one of the greatest shows of all time to beat this. Okay. What do you think my favorite show of 2021 is? Invincible? Nope. Although, runner-up. I know, I forgot that Invincible came out this year. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, oh shit, that was like really, really good. Um, it was the yours... biggest show of 2021. Like global hit. Can you figure it out? The biggest the show? The reason I don't think you're going to get it is because it was a while ago and I don't know if you'll think that it's a 2021 show. Oh, The Mandalorian. Nope. That was 2020. That was 2020. No, I don't. Squid Game. Oh, Squid God. Game came out in 2021. Oh, right. Of course it did. It came out oh, like over the summer, didn't it? But that 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 was why I was challenging you there was because not because I not because I didn't think that you would think Squid Game, but because I yeah. think that doesn't it feel like it was forever ago? Yeah. Squid Game by far my favorite show of the year. Yeah. I think Squid Game was a masterpiece. Like mm. I that show to me just and there's so many runner ups. I loved all the Marvel TV. I loved Invincible. I loved Wheel of Time, obviously. Like, we're talking about Wheel of Time all the time now. Mm, yeah, the finale kind of knocked it down, though. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, Squid Game, to me, changed my view of uh, Korean television. It, I, I suddenly have an interest in Korean television. You know what I mean? Like, I I really do... Um, I love that show. And I, I really, really, really... I really, really was blown away by it. Yeah, that's tough for me. Because now I'm like, that might also be... So, so when I was first thinking about my favorite shows from 2020, I was like trying to remember everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I think it's WandaVision. I think it's WandaVision. Yeah, fair. WandaVision's fantastic. And then someone reminded me Invincible came out and I was like, oh, right, right, right. That also, that also happened. But you're saying Squid Game and I think it, I think it might be that. They're like, that, that and WandaVision. Mm Mm-hmm. I was, like, waiting for the next episode. And we didn't even need to wait for Squid Game. It was just time. Like, we just needed to have enough time. But we just yeah. kept, like, putting it on and playing it because we were like, we, this is so good. We want to get through it. People are saying Arcane is just as good as Squid Game. Hmm. That's exciting. All right. Okay. We're definitely going to watch that this week. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Bennett says their favorite movie from last year was Free Guy. Good choice. You know what? Honestly. Good choice. Free Guy was fantastic. Amazing film. Like, yeah. ama- like Free Guy had no right to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Considering, like, the premise, like, it had to overcome so much of the, like, so much. Talking about IP is tough nowadays. Mm-hmm. It, it is It is an overplayed comedic genre. And to take that and still make something so fantastic and so warm, like mm-hmm. Free Guy feels like getting hugged by a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, yeah, an incredible film. I also, it's interesting because we can't talk about it yet, but technically Boba Fett is a 2021 show, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not done yet, so we can't even... I would, I would say the majority of it will come out in 2022, so I'll probably talk about it next year. Yeah. If it ends up being good. I love it so far. Mm-hmm. They could mess it up. Um, yeah. Uh, some people are saying Loki. <laughs> I, I didn't have, like the end of Loki. I have opinions. I didn't like um, the finale. I, I I felt like the finale wasn't enough about the yeah. show. We have full spoiler chats on yeah. most of these. So if you do, like, you know, if you do want to hear our more in-depth thoughts mm-hmm. about, you know, like, that is available. I don't want to take up all of the morning show time for yeah. that, right? Um, but yeah, there was some good stuff this year and there was some not so good stuff. Um, so uh, that's most of the TV stuff that we watched. Wheel of Time. Oh, Witcher Season 2 was a huge improvement on Witcher Season 1. So I want to shout them out for that because I think that Witcher Season 2 is pretty fantastic. It was rough and then it got better. <laughs> yeah, the first couple episodes are rough, but then 3 through the end is pretty awesome. 
three, nah. Well, you don't like three. Four yeah, through the, the end. The second half of the season, well done. Yeah, I really, I really like Witcher season two overall, though. Yeah. I think that they took some, you know, there's there's some insanity in terms of how people get around. But other than that, like, for the most part, I obviously I don't like the um, Eskol choice, but um, mm-hmm. the other stuff, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the finale is incredible, so I'm very excited for season three. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is there any uh, best game? Best game of 2021. I didn't play any game that came out in 2021. Except, except it takes two. It takes two. So, can I pick a game that, like, I've just played this year? The only game you've played this year is Witcher 3. Not the only game. I played Stardew Valley. Oh, is that your favorite of the year? Uh, That's like a 2020 game. I think that's new enough. You can say it's your favorite game. Stardew Valley? No, Stardew Valley's been out for years. Has it? Yeah, Stardew Valley's been out for a I while. I started hearing about Stardew Valley this year. I'd never heard of it before. Um. Yeah, no, Stardew Valley is... Is at least a few years old, as far as I know. I, maybe I'm wrong on that. But I love Stardew Valley, and I have really loved The Witcher, and I haven't really played many more games than that. So. Um, I would say my favorite of the year is definitely Metroid Dread. Mm-hmm. I think Metroid Dread was a just two-dimensional masterpiece. Obviously, there's a lot of 3D elements in it. But I think uh, Metroid Dread just blew me away. I didn't know how much I missed two-dimensional Metroid until I picked that game up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been waiting for Metroid Prime. You know, I've been waiting for that 3D Metroid game like everybody else and thinking that Metroid 2D was just kind of a thing of the past and that I, I wouldn't get as excited for that anymore. Mm. And then I spent my nine hours in that game and it was the most tense and the most exciting and the most exhilarating and it just like the emotions were all over the map mm-hmm. and I, I just think they absolutely crushed it I, I love that game a lot mm-hmm. uh it's beautiful they what they do with two dimensions um and uh, I was watching a video explaining how the camera moved to help the like three-dimensional stuff in the back of the scenes look and I just yeah I I, I was really really struck by that game this year yeah um what, did I play any other new games in 2021? You played... New Pokemon Snap was really great. Not yeah. my game of the year, but definitely great. You played some Deathloop? Deathloop is good. Deathloop is good. I don't think it was my... Yeah, it's good. I have I, I, I kind of stopped playing it, which is kind of a testament to me that it didn't really grab me. I do want to beat it. Um, you played Miles Morales, even though that's... That's a 2020, 2020. game. Yeah. Miles Morales is fantastic. Um, yeah. But and, it's not a full game. It's like... Yeah. Miles Morales is like... A extended teaser for Spider-Man 2. Um, although I did cry. So, like, it got me. I'm very excited for Spider-Man 2, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, that is our best of 2021, I think. Is there any other categories? We didn't read any new books. No, unfortunately. What else? Is there anything in 2021 we should, like, put to bed before we move on? Um, I don't think so. Oh, Jay Abbott. You did. You do have a favorite game from 2021. Subnautica Below Zero came out this year. Was that That this was in year? February. Oh, my. Um, mm, look, I love Subnautica Below Zero, but I guess it just didn't stick out in my head because I liked the first one better. Okay, but... But I did really... I, is yeah. it not your favorite game of 2021? Yeah, I like As, that better than It Takes Two. Yeah. 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 It takes two is fine. Yeah. I don't think it takes... I, I the, the hype of It Takes Two did not live up to me. I did not think it should have won Game of the Year. Yeah. 
personally, but that's my taste. Yeah. Um, we read Eye of the World. Ty- Typhon. That's 2022. Uh, Eye of the World was written in uh, 1990. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. It's 32 years old. <laughs> It's not new. Uh uh My favorite movie from 2021 was The Graduate from 1970. Well, if we're doing that, man, what did I catch up on? Uh (laughs) Most things, because you've never seen anything before you dated me. That's true. Jesus. Y'all, I feel like I'm like taking, I'm a Sherpa and I am helping the Clarousse climb the content Everest. A Sherpa? Yeah, a Sherpa is like the... The fabric? No, a Sherpa is like a person who helps you guide your Everest. Oh. Yeah, it's like a person you hire. There are okay. people... There, It's like... I, I'm i not crazy, right? A tour guide. No. 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 Everest is not a tourist destination. It's Can't a climb. Can't you go... Okay, I mean to the top, I guess. But like, I'm sure people visit like... There's got to be, like, a little town at the base of Everest where people are like, that's Everest. Right? It's called Base Camp, I think. I don't know. I've... Nerdy declares, I can show you the world. Um, Abby says their favorite game was Pokemon Snap. It mm. is great. Uh, and favorite board game was Bristol. We'll have to try Bristol. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get around to playing as many board games as we wanted to. Interesting. Uh, John Long, last name, mm. brings up Midnight Mass television show. We... Mm. Did not watch it, but um, it has one of my favorite actors, Raul Cooley, in it. Mm. And uh, we should watch it, but it has vampires, so maybe I'll watch it on my own. I like vampires. It's not like horror. It's kind of horror-y. Um, lots of people talking about Disco Elysium, which I haven't picked up yet, but I've heard good things about. Yeah. 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 I'm glad I'm the first person to pronounce your name right, Jalen. <laughs> um, that makes me feel good. Sherpa is a guide and baggage carrier. I don't think they would like to be called baggage carriers. I don't know. Like, I, I have... N- the only time I've ever heard the word Sherpa is, like, when Lululemon puts out their, like, Sherpa hoodies and coats. I don't, like... I, I'm... Yeah. I've never heard that as, like, a job or a person. The, I think the reason I know that is there was this, like, series of young adult books back in the day. Um, it was nine books. And each... It was three trilogies. And one was uh, Island... One was an island crash, one was Everest, and there's another one. And they were all these, like, teenagers, like, in these, like, crazy scenarios. And the, um, one of them is, like, these teenagers who climb Everest. And it's very fun. And ridiculous, because it's very hard to do. Don't climb Everest. Just don't. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't. Um. Don't follow your dreams, kids. Look. Don't climb Everest. There's no reason to. Yeah, I mean, it's just ice up there. It's been done. It has been done. Do something to help humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherpa is a guide in the Himalayas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, this is... I had literally Eric, no idea. Eric Wilson is the author? I don't know. Maybe. I haven't seen those books since I was a kid, but... Hmm. Interesting. Um... In Bristol, oh, Abby's explaining what this game Bristol is. In Bristol, you try to ex- escape a town infected with Black Plague. If you get the plague, you want to ensure that everyone gets the plague. That is dark. That is, that is so dark. dark. That's you're too that, dark. You're that asshole in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. It's time for the final uh, segment of the morning show. Our new segment, which is called, um, What Did We Miss? So if there's any news that you think that we should have talked about, um, 
that uh, you think we should talk about now. Yeah. We Throw added, it in the chat. We added this segment because there were many times where things would um, happen in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. As we were doing it, news would drop. And chat would then come in and be like, so this just happened. And so we wanted to add a segment for what did we miss, which there might not be anything today. There might not. But there might be. <laughs> so just in case. Everyone's saying arcane. We we're going to watch arcane. No, we're going to. We're going to. We're, uh-huh. We meant more news stories, not like shows that we missed. <laughs> but there's a bunch of 2021 stuff that we missed. I know. So many movies, so many shows, and we're never going to get to them. We will get to our game. And but... yet we watched Snake Eyes. Like, what a waste of time. We watched a lot of bad movies in 2021. Oh, God, no. Oh, the new Resident Evil was so bad. What a disappointment. And I love Resident Evil. I'm a big Resident Evil fan, but, like, mm-hmm. um, I, I really, I really, really hate that movie the more I think about it. I'm so sorry. Uh, did you hear about Bob? Yeah, we talked about him at the beginning of the show, Tap yeah. Tara. Yeah, we did a segment. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Crazy that he's 65, performed the night before, and then just dropped dead, like, yeah. wild. And, you know, so it's so sad for his family and his friends because, yeah. you know, it, it's... Awful. I never want to say that any death is, like, worse than another because it's always awful when somebody dies. Mm-hmm. But there is... there Having experienced both kinds of death... There is a difference than, you know, being at someone's bedside in when in old age and it just kind of is time. Yeah. And just very suddenly finding out that your friend is just gone. gone. Yeah. And there was no explanation. There's no rhyme or reason. Like it just it hits very different. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's really awful. Um, are you planning to watch Legends of Vox Machina? Nook and Futs, Nook and Futs. I have no idea what, what that is. is. Yeah. Don't know, don't know what that is. Um. Yeah, Jay Abbott agrees with me. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's, yeah. yeah. Snake Eyes was also the worst thing I have seen. Because Wonder Woman 84 was 2020. So. I think Snake Eyes is better than Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. I would much rather watch Snake Eyes. But that's what than, I mean. Yeah. Like, like Wonder Woman would take the cake if it came out in 2021. Should we do our worst, worst of 2021? Worst of 2021. <laughs> Snake Eyes. What was the worst movie? Resident Evil is probably the worst movie I saw this year. Mm-hmm. Just because it was like kind of, Well, no, actually, I think Snake Eyes is worse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't watch it, so. Oh, yeah. um. What was your favorite Twitch stream that you caught this year that wasn't your own? Or mine? Why you gotta call me out like that? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't watch enough Twitch. That's fair. I don't, like, and, and it all blends, I'm like, I don't know, I, I can't differentiate. Oh, Titan is saying it's the animated show Critical Role is putting out. We will watch that. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed your stream with Goblin and Twerk and Jeffers. That was not my stream. That was Goblin's stream. So that counts. That counts. The, that the was, great late, the late, great Star Wars debate. That was a lot of fun. Actually. That was fun, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed being there for that. That's tough for me, though, because, like, I, it's so hard for me to, like, pick things out of streams. I don't it's know. It's tough because it's mostly D&D streams, right? Like, my favorite mm. streams are usually our friends' D&D streams or um, charity streams. I would also say um, Pokemon Challenges, mm-hmm. uh, his Emerald Kaizo Elite Four run. Like, that was an event to me. Yeah. The the Elite Four battle, uh, that was a crazy night. 
Yeah. I was like, babe, just leave me alone. I need like five hours. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm not, I'm focused. And I'm like, all right. It was really fun. It, it was just, it was one of those things where like, you know, that journey was so long for him and watching that and then having that like epic conclusion go so well and be, you know, go the way that it did. That, that was a fun stream. Yeah. Um, streams that weren't uh, on the top of my list. Anything that uh, Twitch did itself because Twitch, God, Twitch makes it hard to want to be a Twitch streamer. Yep. Twitch, get, get, get it together, please. Um, all right. So then, uh, you know, we have a segment on our book club on Fridays. Let's end the show with this. Okay. I want to know your high and your low of 2021. For those of you who don't know, we do this segment on the book club. Think about it while I talk. Okay. Uh, we do this segment on the book club because my family has a tradition that when we sit down and we share a meal, uh, we do a segment called high-low. And we, a segment, it's real life. It's not a call to segment at dinner. No. Um, but uh, we say the high of our uh, day and the low of our day so that we can commiserate over the stuff that's tough uh, and so that we can be there for each other uh, and celebrate the stuff that's good. So my question, what's your high and your low of 2021? Or do you want me to go first? Do you know yours? Um, yeah, I mean, my high, honestly, my high is probably finding the Wheel of Time community. Yeah. I think that that has been the most, like, yeah, that was one of, like, the best parts of 2021 was starting Eye of the World and watching Wheel of Time and just kind of, like, the community that sprung up around it, I think, mm -hmm. was has been such a fun kind of journey. And, and I, I love the community we found and the people that we're meeting because of it. Mm -hmm. So that's been really positive. I also think uh, filming Malediction was a really big positive, getting to go make a movie in the woods with our friends. Yeah. Um, our first con together, Fan Expo, that was definitely a high. Yeah. Um... The low was having colitis and um, literally like literally spending nine days with the most painful butt stuff you can imagine. That was definitely the low. That's fair. I think that's valid. I have a pretty good low. I know what it is. Yep. That. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought I was dying. Uh, man, those are all really good. I mean... Eric, I'm really hard, uh, sorry to hear about your dad's chemo, but I hope that it went well. And that, like, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I... Oh, God. Um, I... Hmm. Okay, highs, definitely, like, I don't know if I can pick just one. Mm -hmm. Right? I didn't. Right, yeah. Because Khan was amazing. Getting to make a movie was amazing. Also, like, getting hired for my first like real tv show role yeah that'll come out some point that yeah uh, probably gonna be able to talk about that late february is yeah my guess is like, my guess clarus is gonna be on tv this year she already filmed it so she's gonna be on tv yeah so filming that was like a big high mm -hmm. um and oh man there yeah there's there's so many things that like yeah and the wheel of time community yeah like and and having a reason to like dedicate time to reading again mm -hmm. has been so nice thanks I'm, robert jordan i miss i miss reading thank you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you um and you're low <sighs> oh eric i'm so happy to hear that i really am that's oh, awesome good bro. good 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 that is good news chemo is the worst but you know when it works it works so yeah. it's tough do what you gotta do <laughs> you right? know yeah oh man i think i think low like like seeing you sick was really awful mm -hmm. um you know because we didn't know what was going on so like that sucked but i think just having and, sorry to interrupt you no. but 
the moment that you had to leave when I was in the hospital. Like, for me to go into the hospital and you couldn't stay. That yeah. was really tough. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that ties into my, like, low, which is just, like, COVID in yeah. general. Right? Like, you know, because of COVID, I wasn't allowed to be with you when mm-hmm. you were sick and seeing a doctor for this, like, scary thing that was happening. Um, yeah. And so... I am hoping that, like, right now is, like, the darkest before the light. You know, the dawn is darkest. No, the night is darkest before the dawn or however that goes. I think think that 2022 is going to bring a lot of relief to people. So I am very hopeful for that. I hope so. Um, Javik got COVID and a leg full of blood clots. I'm sorry about that. That's really tough. But um, I hope that you're feeling much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope that, uh, ooh, uh, I hope that you're all feeling better from your lows mm-hmm. and that you're having great highs. Uh, Abby yeah. says, uh, the high was kayaking along pictured rock. Um, low was your father having severe COVID. Yeah, see, that's the thing. COVID is, I, I'm sorry to hear that, but COVID seems to be the thing that is just, uh, it's, it's giving a load to all of us. Mm-hmm. Professor Spencer, we're happy to yeah. be your favorite nerdy couple. Thank you for that. <laughs> Um, and y'all on, on that, I just want to say, uh, that's gonna be the end of the show because, um, I'm streaming. It's been an hour and a half. Uh, this, this this show used to be 45 minutes. I remember that. Um, and we don't do 45 minute shows anymore because we like to talk. Yep. (laughs) No, but can I be honest? The thing that my real high of 2021, the last thing I want to say is that my real high of 2021 was... Getting to the point where you and I are making content together, because my favorite thing to do is make content with you, um, where this is our job and mm-hmm. we're full time and this is how we make a living and we work together and just uh, waking up every day and talk and making plans with you and working with you and making morning shows and book clubs yeah. and spoiler chats and uh, just enjoying nerdy content with you has been the high of the year without a doubt. And that's what we were doing a year ago. But we were much less good at it. Um, <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I, that's where I want to end the show today is just by saying I love you a lot. Mm. Uh, I'm very, very grateful to be married to you. And our first full year as a married couple was an absolute banger of a success. Hell yeah. And um, Crushed it. Except for the anniversary part. But that's fine. We'll just do it twice next year. This yeah. year. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the big thing for me was that this year was the year that you and I kind of really settled into our own thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're making it happen together and that's uh the joy of my life so yeah. i just want to say thank you for that i love you, I love you more <laughs> all right y'all uh let's get out of here because clarus has to play some witcher 3 later over on her stream over at twitch.tv slash cars you can also follow me at twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly mm-hmm. if you're here in our live chat thank you so much y'all are beautiful people uh we will be back with another live here on the youtube on friday we are going to be doing Nerdy Wordy Book Club. This week, it is Eye of the World, the first book in Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series. Uh, we are adding <laughs> a chapter, though, because everyone demanded it. So this week, <laughs> it will be chapters 27 through 40. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so read until the end of chapter 40 with us. Come back on Friday for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything else we need to talk about? No. No, except that we do have a new member badge coming for those youtube members um we're gonna update that this week so we do have a new member badge members of the youtube you've already seen it Mm -hmm. uh that member badge also might end up being an emote on twitch because it's super cute it might be yeah i think it will (laughs) all right y'all until next time do something nerdy tonight (laughs) bye bye oh that's right i have to actually click things